podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. After the chest radio! And we're back with a new season of Chop to the Chest Radio, baby. I'm your host, Chevy Chavri, the excellence of podcast execution. And I would say with me, as always, is my boy, Mr. 409, but he is here for the interview. But right now, we are moving from taking over the tag team podcast world to moving into trios. That's right. This year, we got free bird rules. There is three of us. Let me introduce you. You've met him a few times last season, Mr. El Guapo, oh, Texas City, don't you dare and be sour. Clap for the return of your favorite wrestling podcast, Talk to the Chess Radio, and feel the power. That was good. That was good, Guaps. I thank feel you, thank that. you, thank you, thank you. We are introing, man. We're just making a little intro to our guest today. I'm just going to throw it out there. We have Mr. Terrell Tempo in the house as a guest today. You will hear that interview soon. That boy is hot. He is on fire everywhere I see him. He just tears it up. Any thoughts on Terrell Tempo while you're there, Mr. Guaps? Yes. um, Make sure you go to Summer of Champions, August 12th. Uh, Mr. Terrell Tempo will be in a triple threat match for the television championship match against the champion J.J. Blake and Cameron Coe. Should be a great match. Last time we were there, they had a Excellent match. Um, I'm putting my money on Mr. Terrell Temple. Just going out Because he's a guest on the show? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> Let's do that. Yes, yes. You know, what do you yes. mean we bring J.J. Blake yes. up in here? He's, Cameron Cole is, we'll, is, is we'll, Chuck the Chest alumni. We'll worry about that when we cross that street. <laughs> For now, he's getting the Chop to the Chest stamp of approval. Uh, walking from, out of there. From the El News TV champion. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, so tell, tell the people, man. So people know me and Nate. Nate's the big wrestler. I'm the loud guy. Guaps, what are you bringing to the table on Chop to the Chest Radio? I'm bringing the beauty. That's, that's true. The El beauty. Guapo. Yes, El Guapo. Translate for the white people. <laughs> the handsome one. Oh. Simple as that. So I feel you should dress appropriately for the occasion. Now, if you do ask me, invite me somewhere, you tell me to dress up. I could either show up in a suit or I could show up in a tights and cape. So you need to be more specific. <laughs> That's true. So. <laughs> That's true. So this man is about the wardrobes. All uh, but no, yeah, I'm just like everybody. I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, and with everything, you can ask my wife. I get very obsessive. I go all in. Mm. Um, I watch wrestling at night and it relaxes me and it puts me to sleep. Right. And how it many just, podcasts do you follow a week? About five. Wrestling podcasts. That's your. That's your. That's it. That takes. Yes. A, I can barely get through the few that I listen. To. I listen to five, and I read uh, Wikipedia and the Reddit's the other time. So yeah, if I ever have any info or question about anybody, El Guaps is my man to go to to be like, "Yo, I heard this. 
Give me some validation. Give me some juice. So um, on that level, man, we're jumping into it, man. We have Terrell Tempo here. This season of Chop to the Chest is going to be exciting. We have um, some wrestlers that we had on last season. We're bringing back and see what the last year of their life. I'm going to throw out just a few names. I'm not going to go too crazy. I know Gino will be heading up one of our next podcasts, and his last year of his career has been amazing. There's been run-ins with WWE. He's been fighting all over the country. The man has won titles, trophies, um, all kinds of accolades um thoughts on mr gino el guaps he'll be going against the champion for the uh title uh at the summer of champions and mr booker t will be your special guest referee so, let him have it booker so let make sure you're there make sure you're there i've heard that a couple sections have already sold out i don't remember off the top of my head the sections that are sold out so make sure you get your tickets and be there Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we have Gino coming up. We have an entire month dedicated to Mr. Rex Andrews because of my snafus when we went down last season. Boomy! Boomy, boo this man! I had recorded an episode with Mr. Rex Andrews that never aired, so we... The month of September are going to launch the long lost episode of Mr. Rex Andrews, followed by a new episode to see again the last year of his life, what's been going on in his career. And that man is another man who's been blowing up. I've been seeing him wrestle all over the nation, just snapping people's arms. And if, if the triple threat uh, match for the TV title and your championship match is not enough for you to get you to Summer of Champions, Mr. Rex Andrews will be going against Mysterious Q for the Texas Championship match. And if you're not having been following Rex Andrews, he's been defending that belt everywhere, everywhere. all over the southern United States. And it if, is if you're a newcomer to Reality Wrestling, Mysterious Q is alumni. This man has been with Reality Wrestling for as long as I've been into it. And I mean, just a crowd favorite. He, he comes from parts unknown, which just leaves this mysterious aura about him and so i mean just he comes out he's a luchador wears the mask he's under a hood you know and uh you know just just a lot of mystique to him so if you've never yes. seen him wrestle mysterious q is just amazing in the ring it's a sight to see those are the ones you talk about days and days and weeks and months after the events or this rex andrew mysterious q match we are super excited about so other than that man we have some some other amazing uh, row guys coming on um chop to the chest we are a love letter to local wrestling man so it's not just reality wrestling that just happens to be where our home base is but we have guys from hurricane pro we have guys from texas all-star wrestling just other um uh, organizations around Texas, man. We really try to grab a hold of these guys, and we want to hear their stories. We want to hear their careers. We want to hear their passion for the thing we love, which is independent and pro wrestling, man. So that's what we're about. The, the cool, the coolest thing I'm excited about. We are actually grabbing first years rookies that are just getting into the business, that are attending, that are being trained, attending school, attending. Um, the ones we're grabbing happen to be going to the Reality of Wrestling School. And you'll make you're gonna learn what they're going through because, not I mean this is their dream that they're following. So aside from that, they still some of them go to school, and others have a full time job. Others have both full time job and go to school. And aside putting their heart their work to train, and then also go to wrestling school. So it's intense. It's intense. You want to listen to their journey. It is. It's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful segue to what I'm about to say. A word from our sponsors. The Reality of Wrestling School, hear that, and then we're going straight into our interview with Mr. Terrell Tempo. Give it up for El Guaps. I'm Chevy Chavri, the Excellence of Podcast Execution, and here is a word from our sponsors. 
I'm leaving it. I'm Chevy Chevy with Chop to the Chest Radio. And as you know, Chop to the Chest Radio is a love letter to local wrestling. You're out there. You're listening. You're getting super hyped up. You're hearing all these wrestling stories. And you're saying to yourself, I want to be a part of that. I want the cheers. I want the booze. I want to be part of all the electricity that goes on in and out of this ring. I want to be the best storyteller in this business. Well, now you can. So go check out the ROW Wrestling School at 10,000 MF Lowry Expressway. It is open from 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. Learn everything from in-ring basics, promo classes, proper diet and exercise, and television production. You will also learn how to build and work matches in front of a live audience as well as our television show. Not only will you be working with some of the best trainers in Texas that will make you a well-rounded, trusted performer, this school is owned and operated by Booker T. That's right, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T. So go check it right now, the ROW School at realityofwrestling.com. If you have any questions, any questions about pricing, you want to set up a meeting greet, that's the spot, realityofwrestling.com. They're making some of the best performers coming out of the state of Texas. Amazing shows, amazing television. Go check it out right now, baby. And welcome to the new season of Shot to the Chest Radio, baby. Woo! I'm your host, Chevy Chavria, the excellence of podcast execution. And with me, as always, my podcast tag team partner of the world. Tag team partner of the world. That's where I'm going with it. Kick it off, baby. Who you is? Man, it's your boy, 498 Laws, 49. Always definitely in the building. Stand up and represent. You know how we do. And today, Chevy, man, I am so excited. We got a special guest in the building. I'm not even going to tell you his name, but let me t- let me explain to you with the music. Tempo. Mm, tempo. Mm, tempo. Mm, tempo. Yes, that's right. We got my boy in the building, Terrell Tempo. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up? What's up, Chop to the Chest Nation? Hey, man, it's the OAO, the one and only Terrell Tempo. And I'm here. Let's get it started. Let's get it cracking, Let's get man. it started. So, if you hadn't noticed, we have been on hiatus, and this is the first podcast we're coming back. Mr. Terrell Temple has caused us to knock the dust off our microphones and get back into the podcast game. That's um, fine everywhere. It's fine everywhere. And I'm a little mad that the, the chop to the chest. Woo, y'all didn't put me in on that. I, you know, wanted, to, I, mean, I wanted to jump in You know, I that. thought you were, you'll get catch it at the end. Everybody's okay. like that at first. They're like, All right. oh, they do this at the end. You'll feel it. You'll okay. know when. Right. Once you're, you'll just be places. You'll be shopping at the supermarket, and you'll hear it, and you'll just be like, woo! You know, it'll just start coming out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. so, hey, man, I'm ready. So, yeah, so we have Mr. Terrell Tempo, man. You are on fire everywhere I go. Different organizations around Texas. I see you. I see your name on flyers everywhere. Um, from my experience, you know, I, I go to a lot of wrestling shows. You see guys, and you're like, man, I, I really hope they're gonna they're gonna make it one day. And the first time I seen you in the ring, I was like, it's it. This boy's got it. He's got it. He's Everything. And you stepped in the ring, and I was like, all right, I'm in. Who's this guy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So tell me, man, what what, what you've been up to? What you've been doing? How long have you been wrestling? Tell me a little. Give me a little a little Terrell Tempo oh, highlight oh, of the career. Um, well, first off, thank y'all for having me on the show. I really do appreciate that. And uh, secondly, my background, I've been doing this for about, excuse me, about four years. In June, it came through, so I've been doing it for four years. But I'm, a, I'm from a small town called Loverland, Texas, man. Uh, I always wanted to be a wrestler since like the age of two. You know, that's why mm-hmm. I say the dude knew it, what it uh, the person knew what he wanted to do since the age of two. And messed my own catchphrase up there, but whatever. And, uh, and I just remember the first time I ever saw wrestling, I remember I was like 
I don't know how old I was, but I was in the, like a car seat. My parents were leaving to call my sister to come and watch me. And I remember her getting me and she took me down to the den and she was watching wrestling on TV because my brothers and sisters were big wrestling fans too. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, like I just, I really cannot remember a period in my life where wrestling was not there. Uh, so knowing that, I looked up, I looked up uh, wrestling schools when I was in high school, looked how much it was cost, started saving up and then... If it was it was different. Like I, I was looking to come to either Booker T's or Texas Wrestling Academy in San Antonio, and I moved to Dallas. Then I moved with my sister to kind of get out small town, get the new vibe. Moved to Austin with my brother. They're kind of like, all right, I'm a little bit closer now to Houston and, and uh, San Antonio now. So what am I gonna, you know, what I'm gonna do? And then it ended up happening as in uh, I was working at a job there. One of my good friends worked with us too. Me and my brother also worked there. Uh, different, the same company but different locations uh-huh. uh vitamin shop if you want to know there you go. Uh, so one of my best friends there he got hooked up with the job he was going to become a manager, store manager in san antonio uh-huh. and he said hey man i know what you're trying to do i know there's a school out there uh i'll move you up to the next position if you want to move out there so he moved me it was like i felt like i couldn't I feel like I could not take that opportunity. You know, it was. I looked up and it was right down the school from San Antonio. It was uh, the wrestling school, right ten minutes from my work. So I was like, yeah, I gotta move. I gotta take this opportunity right now because, you know, you like burning to get in there. And so I did it, man. So I went to uh, Texas Wrestling Academy and I've been doing that. Uh, I was there for four years, probably about a little over a year ago. Uh, I was wrestling around, met a lot of people in the row. Uh, went to do some extra stuff for WB, met a lot of people there in a the row, so got to talk to some people. And then eventually I got the hit up from one of them. They are like, hey, we got an opening. You should come down. And that night I actually didn't wrestle, but I still came down anyway to check out the product and meet some people. And then the next show I got on, and I've been rocking ever since, man. That's awesome. What I mean, so who who were you training under when you first got started? Uh, Rudy Boy Gonzalez, Texas wrestling. Okay. okay. Shout out to Rudy Boy. I know Rudy Boy. Good cat, man. Good yeah. cat. Old school. He used to um, do the training at Shawn Michaels Wrestling Cat. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's what it was before. Then he took it over, and then that's when I got trained. Yeah. And you say he's a good dude. He's a good dude. A lot of my, people might disagree with you, though. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean. <laughs> he, he's he's, he's quite the controversial kind of guy. Yes, he is. Let's get serious. You know, he, he's, he's never did anything to me, so I'm good with him, you know. Everybody has their own opinion. So, yeah. what, what I know you said you've been wanting to wrestle since you were two. What are some of your first memories of just wrestling in general? My first memories is always Boyhood Dream. Uh, Shawn Michaels beating Bret Hart for the title at WrestleMania. Oh. I, that that is just my when I think of wrestling, I think of that. Also, too, I can go back to who didn't remember this, but I had it on VHS watching it all the time. Hogan and and the Warrior. Yeah. No, WrestleMania oh, six. Oh, yes. oh yeah. man, yes. like who doesn't remember? I mean. Yeah. You a fan of both, but I think I was still more Hogan. I think as a kid, I was still rocking with more Hogan, but it, it, I didn't matter who won. I was just like, yeah, there, it was one of those I mean? moments. Is this for real? Is this really yeah. happening? Yeah. So, so, um, so right now, man, let me let me ask you. So, who who's who inspires you right now? Like when you see them on the screen, either either heroes from the past or guys in the product right now that you were like. Well, let's back it up. Who who was really? I know you said Shawn Michaels, um, but like when you were at an age where you can actually get in the ring and and, and 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 tussle, you know, throw down with some of these guys. Who do you think was some of your your biggest inspirations? I still, man, still Shawn because that's what you you know you go watch. But Shawn, Brett, um, Kurt, Kurt Angle, just looking at the different styles there, Booker. Booker T, and I'm not just saying that because I work with him, but Booker T, uh, Shelton Benjamin, I like his stuff. It's a lot. Randy Orton, he's my favorite right now today. Uh, John Cena in ways. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying always in the met, but there's things that you do. Like if you want to talk about promos, you want to talk about being able to to adjust to anything. Yeah. You know, so they're just yeah. different levels. I, man, I try. I really try. I try to be a Cena hater. Like I really, I really try. I'm like, man, I don't like this idea that that uh, you know. I like to be. I like to one of the smart marks or whatever. Where it's like, I'm not going to do what you want me to do because you're forcing me. Like that whole like how WD almost like puppeteers the crowd to do what they want. Cena makes it hard, man. Sometimes I hate him because it's like you do something and you see him like all oh, with his make a wish stuff, and you're like, man, well, that, dude. Every time. Everybody says the same thing about Cena or when people want to go and start talking about him and everybody agree, you know, you this, you that, you did. And he takes it. And then when he get the mic, he explained to you and it's like, well, dang. You know, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people when he was in the ring with, with Daniel Bryan uh, for the SummerSlam and Daniel Bryan pretty much, he's like, yeah, you're a parody to wrestling, you're a parody to this and this and that and this. Yeah. And a lot of people was like, yeah, yeah, agreeing with Bryan, you know, all the indie fans. And then Cena got the mic and his rebuttal. And it was like, oh, like it made you yeah. just what he said made you be like, oh well, that's true too. So you can't really because he can come back with it and, yeah. it's, and it's real. Hey, he's really winning me over a lot. Like I said, outside of wrestling, like the commercials he's doing, Ooh. when he kind of makes fun oh, of yeah. himself, all the movies he's in. And I think it's a little bit um, easier because it's not. I think we forget that it's PG now. So mm, yeah. our 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 attention span to it and our the people that we're gonna like is a lot more because they can't just. Yeah, it can't be relatable. But when he gets out of that PG world and he can do a rated R movie or he can be on a commercial that's yeah. a little bit over the edge, you can be like, "Oh, that's relatable." And I'm yeah, like, well, I don't think it's matter of fact him. I just think it's the whole PG thing and then the PC politically correct thing. Like it's just all in this yeah. one big, you know. And you know what? He's he's uh he's definitely put on some all star matches against guys I really like. Oh, you can't deny. Um, I you know I do I do deny a lot. I um, <laughs> I always put it on the other guy. Man, well if that guy wasn't in the ring, so you know what? Be he shined him up. I mean, so I will I will man that's awesome so um what, what do you what, tell, tell me tell me about your road travels man how you feeling being a pro wrestler being on the road what's it what's it like what what man, a, I, I love it man I love going on the road I love getting out there I mean sometimes it's you know weekends are long and the road trips are there but when you with your people and you with people who uh who want the same passion who has the same passion and want the same dreams and you got to get around people who also have the same drive as you too you know but you get around people that's like that it's always fun man i don't mind being on the road i actually learning to love being on the road more so than i used to be like all right let me get to this building let me get to this building but you start finding out a lot more about yourself if you're by yourself Mm -hmm. you know uh driving down the road listening to you know just Having covers, thinking about stuff, open road, and then listening to other stuff, podcasts, and everything. Man. So I, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, definitely that life's not for everybody. No, you know, I think I it, it's 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 part of what you do. Like, I mean, as a wrestler, it's not just being in the ring. It's not just uh, going through the training. But there's a whole another lifestyle that's different than the average person that wakes up, goes to their nine to five. Um, was in our first match. Our first match was uh, was in, my first match was in Tennessee. So we drove from Texas all the way to Tennessee, you know, to do the matches. We hit Tennessee, then we hit Alabama, and then went back home, you know. So Friday night, we on the road. When you say your first match, you mean like your first match ever? My first match ever. Yeah. yeah. How did that come about? Uh, Training for six months. Rudy thought I was ready. Hey, we're doing a show. I'm doing a show in Tennessee. Uh, He's booked. You going. Let's go. That's it. That's That's it. About. Yeah, six months in, you're doing your training, and if you're good enough to, you know, if he feels like he's more comfortable enough for you to get in that ring and you know what you're doing, 
Let's go. Was it kind of like he was trying to protect his brand too? He was like, mm, I'm not going to put you on here. Let me let me see what you do over here first before uh, I bring you down. No, I don't think so. I think that's just where the next booking was. So it yeah. was it was just to be that that part of the booking. But I think he also he forced us to get out and let's go to Tennessee. Let's make these you know what 15 hour trips one way. And then coming back, and you're going to be back by Sunday. you got to be at training again on Monday. I mean, I think it's, that's still part of training, man. Yeah. You're six yeah. months in. Like, mm-hmm. well, let's it, see what you're about. Well, it happened you know? throughout the course. And sometimes yeah. we'll still – I mean, we haven't done it lately. But if he calls me up with a crazy book and let's go to New Jersey, let's do it. Right. Where, well, so where have you wrestled? All of them? Uh, Tennessee, Alabama, New Jersey – um, trying to think because you know they start the Tennessee. I said Tennessee, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, they start to all blend in. Uh, there's one I just cannot remember. I got to ask my. I, I forget where it was at, but it's uh, I. I don't know. It was cold. I know that. Um, but uh, that's my main. I'm trying to think if I forgot about any of the other place, but no. Because some other states you got to have the licenses and do all the other oh, okay. stuff too, like in Oklahoma, Louisiana. Uh, and things like that. But did I wrestle in Florida? No, I don't think I wrestled in Florida. I think we were going to, but that didn't work out. So Georgia, Tennessee, um, Alabama. Tell me the craziest story you have from being on the road. The first road trip ever was the craziest. Because <laughs> I don't want to put him on blast, but Rudy is a worker to the T, man. He works everybody every second of the day. He, he's, a, he's in that era where – your gimmick don't turn off. That's not a gimmick. That's you. You know, <laughs> that's this is you. So we go we're, we go pick up the other guy, Brandon Ride, and we're driving, uh, we're coming up uh, out of his apartment, right? And there's this cop there. And I don't know, it was like a weird turn situation. Something happened where the cop was trying to, like, he, we thought, like, oh, he's trying to pull us over. But somehow Rudy got behind the cop and pulled the cop over. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the cop was like, oh, go in front of me. So then we went in front of him. He put his lights on, and then we went to the parking lot. And uh, so as the like as we stopped and the cop is coming out, then the first thing, Rudy looks at us and goes, I might be going to jail. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Knowing nothing. We're like, what? So... The cop comes up and he was like, hey, sir, do you, uh, you know, talking, hey, where y'all headed? Tennessee. Why y'all headed to Tennessee? We're wrestlers. Y'all are wrestlers going to Tennessee to do a wrestling show? Yeah. Okay. You know, the cop's like, that's not, you don't hear that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You know what I mean? So then he's like, well, can I see your license and registration? And then Rudy was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starts looking around, feeling around. And he does something the craziest thing as a black man for me (laughs) (laughs) he did it and I couldn't believe it this dude unbuckles himself opens the door stands up and starts looking in the car and the cop's like whoa whoa, whoa, sir sir what are you doing like you can't move and I'm just like oh man oh man no no you know I'm thinking like I seen people get shot. <laughs> that, that ain't too far from what was, and this is when the stuff started to get real big. Like the mm-hmm. the first started the shooting starting to happen. So I'm already nervous. You know, I'm not like I know I didn't do it wrong. I don't think I was gonna die, but still, like I've never seen nobody in my life right. get out the car and just start looking for stuff without permission. You know, the cop is just one of the nicest guys ever, and uh, he has his gun. He's like, "Sir, what are you like? Tell me what you're gonna do before you do it." But he's like, "Oh, okay." And Rudy's just looking and looking and looking. And then he uh, goes to the trunk and he's looking through his bag, you know. And then the cop is like, "Cop is like, sir, sir, sir. Do you have a license? Like, I had it somewhere. Do you have a license? I had it. Do you have a license? 
<laughs> so he worked the guy. Yeah, that's all. He, he just stayed with it. And then the cop was like, all right, did one of these guys have their licenses? He's like, yeah. He's like, okay, so let one of them drive, and I wouldn't go to Tennessee because this car isn't insured in, in one of their names, you know? So, so I wouldn't do that. And he's like, all right, cool. So the cop let us go with a warning and then drove to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the funny thing about that is, is, if he just would have been like, I honestly believe, really believe, he just would have been like, I don't have my license. Step out the car, sir. It would have went totally different. But I believe because he's looking for a light, he worked. The guy was just like, the cop was like, oh my goodness, like really, you didn't have your license? Whole- just go. Like I felt like he didn't want to deal with it. I feel right. Like he yeah. He's like, man, this dude's gonna bring me nothing but a headache. <laughs> Professional wrestling to its finest. You know That's what I mean? So me. then we went to Tennessee, man, and that was just he worked his my audience. first wrestling match. Almost did not happen the way. We almost all got arrested. I wouldn't have got arrested. I had my license, but you know he would have got arrested. You're right. He's like, yeah, I get mine. I don't know about you. <laughs> so, do you remember what you were, what was running through your head the first time you stepped in a ring, whether it be uh, for a match or you any, mean, like, anything? Training both. Wise. Let's say both. The first time you ever climbed in that ring, uh, ever climbed. I had met Rudy up uh, a couple of months before I started and uh, paid him like the down pay, and then he was like, "I was like, can I get in the ring?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." So I just got in the ring, and it was weird, man. I was like worried about doing a lot of stuff, like a little hop over the ropes. You know what I mean? Like I do it all the time. Now I don't even think about it now. But yeah. at first, it's like, can I do this? Is it? Oh man, you put so much pressure on it, and it was. I just through my head, I was like, "This is it, man." Like it, to, to I think to a person, if it's their dream, and then they start at the lowest level but they know if you see a wrestling ring and it's your dream and you're right there that looks like no matter where you're at that looks there's a big shining light on it you know what I'm saying so okay. it's, it's great to you no matter where you're at so that's what uh, so the first time I just remember like wow like, this is it like I'm actually in a ring and, and yeah man okay they, they don't look like the ring on TV but it's fine this will do you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the match wise was just like Man, like this is happening, but you can't. You got to step out of that realm. Like you can be like that in the entrance for a little bit, and then you get to the match, and it's all business from there. And then you start doing it, and then it just, you know. So in all that, all the training, all the travels, all the everything, I'm going to ask you, what do you love about professional wrestling? Psychology. That's the, your favorite thing. The storytelling of it. That's why I think I honestly got into it. Um, I, I love to see matches because to me, it's just like. It's just the art form of it. It's like superheroes. It's, okay, this guy, Incredible Hulk versus Flash. You know what I mean? Nine times out of ten, everybody thinks Hulk's going to win. But how can Flash use his speed to do, you know, and you can do a technician guy against a luchador, like a Ray and, and Kurt Angle, and or even like a Ray and the Undertaker. If you ever watch matches like that, where it's just different styles clashing, and they're able to tell the story how it would really happen, um, that's that's what it is for me, man. Just storytelling, being able to get into people on that roller coaster with in, in my matches, you know, and in matches, I, I love for everybody to be on the same page. I love for a six year old and a sixty year old to all be on that same page. So at the end of that, the sixty year old and the sixty year old are feeling the same way. You know, the sixty year old gonna gonna hide it a little bit. He ain't gonna be as excited. He ain't gonna show it, but he's gonna be. Oh man, like that's cool. And I think if you can reach that range through people, just using a storytelling method, I, that's what I like about. It. But you know, <clears throat> I, I like the way you said that because it's definitely hard to explain to a person uh, psychology unless they're a part of it. A lot of people trying to explain to them is like you going up against, say, uh, Big Sean Stud. Right, you right. You know, big guy. You think he's gonna mash him and everything, right? And you're going against him, right? You big guy. 
you know, but he's still huge, and everybody, oh, man, he's going to kill him. And you can't really explain the psychology to him. They have to see it in the ring. Well, I think you have to do it as in a, a Muhammad Ali didn't beat Frazier the same way he beat Foreman. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, and people don't – it's because wrestling is what it is. They think, like, stuff like that don't apply when in real reality – that's what we're doing. We're storytelling. Yeah. You know, uh, Ali didn't beat Frazier uh, with the rope a dope. You know, he he did it a little bit, mm-hmm. but he he could stand up with him. He can do so. He can get away with it. He can do more stuff with him. He can give him more shots. He can take a little bit. He can take the punishment from Frazier mm-hmm. enough to give back. Now, when he faced Foreman, power on a different level. Yeah, he had to use he had to use his skills. He had to use the, the technique. He had to use the rope a dope. He had to invent something different mm-hmm. to beat him. So that's the psychology of it. So now every when he goes back to Frazier, he's not going to use rope though because he didn't have to. Yeah. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's just that different. One of my favorite matches too, I think of the uh, of uh, the last like ten years. I, this match sticks out to my head. It's Hell in the Cell, Sheamus versus Big Show for the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly what year it was, but it was when Sheamus was the champion, the World Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. And he was running through everybody. And, you know, he had the broker. He was a big brawler. He's a dude, you know. But he had never faced Big Show one-on-one. And Big Show at the time was knocking everybody out, not giving a care. He had that ironclad contract. So he was just doing what he wanted to do. And then when you when you put him in the ring together and the promos leading up to it and whatever, whatever, it's like, okay, but in the match, Sheamus beat all his people with pure power, pure strength. He had that. Mm-hmm. He didn't have that advantage no more. So now he has to rely on something, his speed, which he doesn't really rely on that much, mm-hmm. but he's faster than the big show. So that's what he has to do. So when you take somebody's bread and butter away, when you take that slingshot away from uh, David, mm-hmm. how does he beat Goliath? Is it impossible? Maybe, maybe. but maybe not, because there's mm-hmm. another way. That's what I love about wrestling, because they took his bread and butter away. Mm-hmm. But And in a shame, he ended up losing the match, but, but you knew why, because it's like he never dealt with the power like that. Mm-hmm. But then... If he would have won that match, how would he have won it? You know, once again, how could David beat Goliath without a slingshot? It's not impossible. We just don't know. He just had a slingshot. That slingshot would have got lost in the wind or something like that. People think, you know, David's out to fight. But mm-hmm. is he? Could he have found something else? That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, he did it before the the, the story ever played out like that. Right. So, yeah. So. Um, no, man, that's amazing. The, the, I think the storytelling aspect of, of wrestling is, is really what – I saw was that um, – this place called Peak Performance. They do like massages and rehab, and um, they actually have a cryo chamber. It's right there by uh, Booker T's World Gym Arena. Mm-hmm. It's right next door. So um, she's really trying to promote getting, um, letting wrestlers know or people who work out in the gym. There's a cryo chamber there, so you need to come get frozen. That that's your spot. Oh, I try that. But so anyway, so a couple of guys you work with. I had uh, Ryan Davidson, JJ Blake, Kylie Ray, Gino. I'll go over there and say, hey, I got these guys, the wrestlers, they get beat up for a living. Their body probably needs this more than anybody. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, uh, you know, we're about to get frozen and this chick, um, the, or I'm sorry, the doctor out there, this chick, I'm all politically <laughs> incorrect, um, the, uh, so Tiffany Howard. Yeah, no, she's awesome. She's, she's, awesome. she's my girl. She's my girl, so we're on, we're on that level. <laughs> Anyways, so she starts being like, what do you mean they're wrestlers? Like, it's fake, right? Like she has no clue, right? Mm-hmm. And so I sit down. I just start telling her. So, so here it is. Start telling her about the to- storyline, about the the almost soap opera act for men, where there's like this this drama, but mixed in with these like body slams and choke holds and da da da. And she's just like intrigued. She's like, nobody's ever sat down and explained wrestling to me the way you just did. Exactly. She's like, there's no, not one time in my life have I ever been interested in wrestling until now. So she said she's gonna check out the next show, and like she was all about it. Like she met those guys. She's coming to summer. Like, so um. I, 
well, it was the one before, so I don't know if she made this one oh, or, or Summer okay, Champion. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Um, but you know, like I said, I don't know when you know. Versus when we're recording and versus when we're airing this, right? <laughs> you know oh, what I'm oh, saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but no, you're solid, man. Anyway, so I think that's it, man. I think the storytelling aspect is why everybody listening to this podcast, everybody turns on the TV, everybody goes to the shows. If you can't tell the story, because I know plenty of guys that can work. Yeah, you put them in the ring and they throw down. But at the end of the day, you put a mic on them or a camera on them, and they're like, they freeze up. Uh-huh. They can't do the, the the other side of the of that that aspect, you know. That's um, the most. So. The most it's like going to a movie with just seeing Batman just beat up people, and it's like, yeah. well, that's cool for the first five minutes. But yeah. what's what's the plot there? Well, he's just beating up people. It's yeah, like, yeah. but no, but the, what? What? Yeah. No, he's just beating up people. Yeah. He's like, he just. Nobody wants to see that. They want to see some struggle and some, you know. They want to mm-hmm. see the story. They want to see the, and that's how you got to explain wrestling to people and, and that word is so it's weird because people will come up with that word and they're like yeah but it's and it's like it's fake and it's like but i'm like you see me i in my life i have never like i get it when i became a kid but once i figured out how it worked and like it was i was like oh okay but i always seen guys in the ring physically jumping physically running right. physically mm-hmm. getting slammed so i'm just like how do people you're, not you're, make you're, the connection? Bro, you're talking about hopping over the ropes. I'm talking about I've stepped in a few rings just messing around. I'm scared I'm going to trip over the bottom rope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, it is. It's a different. Well, and know. I'm like, how do people not see these guys' body? Like, what do they think? And some people will go as far as just off of what they hear. Oh, well, the 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 uh, the, the mat is, is soft. And they wear the clothes they wear makes it easier for them to feel. The I've heard everything. I've clothes. heard from what we had on made us made it softer for us to like it. Don't. And it's like. Me down, you wear like you know, trunks. Man. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, like, that ain't that little. Don't be trying to do me like this. It's, it's like boxer briefs. But I mean, yeah. it's like, what could you really put on? It's like, okay, I have a full time job. Just like you have a, you have a job. Right? right, right, right. Okay, so I come in some day, some weekends, okay, uh, on Monday. I come in, I might be limping, back hurting, and everything. Yeah, the match, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's a, it's a pillow top over there, isn't it? And I'm just looking at them like, I just want to tell them, you disrespectful, you know, but I have to take them a grain of salt because they really don't know. They don't know. They don't know the mad hours you put in. They don't understand the gym training, ring training, you know, psychology, the watching tape, you know, they don't understand everything that goes in there. They just think that you go in there, you have a... 10, 15 minute match and that's it. No, it's more to it than that. Yeah, they just, it's hard because people don't, but it's like, like, but you see me, I'm doing it. Like, that's why I never got, like, because people say, yeah, but you ain't, you know, really doing it. No, I'm, I'm really jumping. I'm really running. I'm really using uh, my athletic ability. Right. I'm really using uh, things I have to do. My lip get busted. My eye get, you know, swolled up. It, it it's part of the game. I, I, dude, yeah. I've seen guys like, like I said, I always, always tell people like one of my favorite local wrestlers or, or, or whatever, Ruth Shrine Davidson, him stepping in the ring and giving that look to the crowd. Mm-hmm. And the, if he's a heel, they hate him. Or if he's, a, if he's a face, they cheer him. I saw Steve DeMarco recently wrestle a guy. I think they had three moves the whole match. He just followed this dude around talking trash, da, da, da. And the crowd was in every single second of this ma- they were in and i was like they did three moves the whole match you know what i'm See, saying so it's it's beyond just that and you know and most people wouldn't even recognize that but mm-hmm. that's the thing i think sometimes especially today i think the uh the the work uh the the force the the way we go about it today could be a little bit overbearing i think cuz you forget about the small things i think a lot of people 
when they see wrestling now on TV or how it is now is people doing cool stuff, cool stuff, cool stuff, yeah. all this, all that, all this, but then you're taking away the emotion of that fan. You remember if you go back in the old days and you used to see Ric Flair come out there and you see that lady, oh, you yeah. ain't not, you ain't no good, and shut up, woman, and then the whole, hey, you take away that aspect yeah. because you're doing, you know, it's just going, and I think that's the, Biggest aspect is getting those fans, you know what I mean. And every every fans, you know, honestly, different. man, as a, as a fan, like say, both of y'all been like ring generals. Y'all been in the ring. Y'all been tearing it up. And I hear a lot of wrestlers say, "Oh, there's no storyline behind the like that will offspring." And uh, what is this? Well, King uh, Ricochet. Uh, yeah, Ricochet. Uh, I always call him Prince Puma, you know. But yeah. Ricochet, you know, a lot of people. Subject now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people were about that match, and a lot of people were not about that match just because there was no just two guys in the ring tearing it up. And do you feel like maybe there's a spot? For, I feel as a fan, there's a spot for both. Like every once in a while, I don't care that much about the storyline if there's two guys just tearing it up and and all the the highs. And and don't get me wrong, like if they do that every single time. It, it, it'd almost be like um, ECW setting the bar with the the uh, the blood and gore. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay, the table every night. Well, now we have to go through five tables. Oh, well, now I guess uh, how many? How much barbed wire can we order? You know, and it just got so bad where folks were going crazy or you know whatever, losing their mind or getting hit and concussions and all that stuff. Well, on so, that match with yeah. me, I was actually at um, Evolve WrestleMania weekend when they're in Texas. Okay, uh, so they did that match. They had a match. Uh, before that first match and I was like uh, you know there helping out with the show or whatever and then I was like set this close to the ring and I see them do their first match Uh, and it was pretty it was somewhat similar but that second one that people watched was a little bit more razzle dazzle to it me personally is there a spot for it well, it has to be a spot for it if everybody's coming out to defend it if people are paying to see it those guys make a lot of money on the indies so it is a spot for it uh if you were to ask me personally, am I a fan of the match? No, I'm not. But once again, I'm all about psychology. I'm all yeah. about – that's what I'm all about. And and not to say that they didn't have it in there. They had it in there. They had it in a different form, and it was there. And I can appreciate the athletic ability of those guys to the T because I'm right there and I'm seeing everything. But they're, like to me, I'm – and it's hard to say because you can't build for every match and there's ways. But I'm a still kind of guy like, okay, if I see a power driver in the match, game over. If I see a DDT in the match, game over. I'm still more so. Yeah, dude, nowadays, like, DDT is just, like getting a clothesline, bro. Right. Well, now yeah. the bad thing with the the, the the super kick is becoming the DDT of the 90s. Because now, you know, Jake used to use it and, man, the mm-hmm. crowd used to go crazy. And then it just became mm-hmm. a regular move. Them freaking young bucks. Yeah. They're ruining everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I just can't. I don't. I don't. That's not my cup of tea because I don't see the – I can't buy into that yeah. as a fan. Like I can't buy into to that or somebody getting crashed, uh, DDT'd on the concrete, didn't come back in. Like I just, and sometimes bigger company, the biggest company does stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes the smallest company. I don't, I don't matter who's doing it. Yeah. It's just – and that's not to see, say they can't, I take not it, talented. I take it like as that. a fan like Shawn Michaels super kick. Nobody can super kick like Shawn Michaels. Well, he's, my, and he's my favorite. Right. It's funny to me because he's, he's my favorite of all time. I don't want to use a super kick because I don't want to put no disrespect I, and shame to it. You know what I mean? So a I, thousand percent that's how I that. look at it. So I'm like, oh, he's my favorite, but I'm not going to do his move. You know, I'm yeah. damn sure I'm not going to do it two or so three th- times. You th- know? That's what I think. Like, oh, Shawn Michaels just needs one. That's, mm-hmm. it. that's it. Everybody else can't pull it off. Like, Shawn, mm-hmm. like if you use two or three, then you couldn't do it right the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have the and, power and that's in the, the legs. And that's where we yeah. go back to the psychology of it. And it's like, if you... If you do that so many times, like is it a 
If you do it once, that's a super kick. If you do it three or four times, it's not too. Super. Is it not super? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's you're not kicking somebody kick. in the face. Well, you know, uh, one of my buddies uh, used to uh, be with uh, WWE anytime they went in town and out of town and whatnot. So uh, me and him were talking, and he was telling me about um, psychology and everything back in the day. And he was talking like on the shows, like before they had the big names everywhere. Like if Ric Flair was on the show, you couldn't throw chops. Yeah, yeah. If Shawn Michaels was on the show, you couldn't do a super kick. Yeah, why would so, you want to? You know? No, you know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. it's like, so they actually had a match that was um, fixated on one move, and they said, okay, the superstar is going to be here. So they could not. They had to change around their match, so they could because they couldn't do the move. They couldn't go over the top rope. Like I say, Macho Man, you couldn't do the elbow things like that. And you know what that did? Not to cut you off, sorry, but no you problem. know what that did? That made everybody else be unique in their own way because they had to get something else to a point to where they say that's mine. There you and go. they had something to work around. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's what we're now. If you, I'm not like I don't want to, you know, like I'm not. This is not a jab at it, but this is just how I really see it. In wrestling all the day, you see one match, you've seen a lot of them. You know, because you're gonna see a lot of the same moves done, in it. and it's just like, ah, like why? Why is that? That's why, like with my style, I'll try to stay more uh, submissiony. I try to do stuff that other people don't do. And it's basic. Sometimes it's basic stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one of my favorite moves is a big elbow. I jump up there and hit the elbow, and that crowd mm-hmm. go crazy. And it's like, I, I don't it's just, a, it's just an elbow. But I think it's because you got style. You got some swag behind. But, but you, that's baby. what it yeah. is. It's a, People were chopping way before Ric Flair was chopping, oh, yeah. right? Don't, but he no, 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 no. no. But, how did he, but yeah. he turned the chop into woo. He turned the chop yeah. into the chop. Now yeah. he every time you mention a chop, yeah. you yeah. think of Ric Flair. Yeah. But before they yeah. was chopping, I mean, way for, before for Ric Flair. any chop, any chop in any independent in America, somebody chops the crowd yells woo. Exactly. Uh-huh. I mean, he changed the chop game. Oh yeah, and they were doing, and then that's that's the. And then we named our radio show after him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Um, one of your moves that uh, I really like is the one where uh, the guys, uh, you hit them, the guy's on his back, and you do the roll and you flip off of them. Yeah. Oh, right yeah, there. Yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, I like that. I can't do it, so I'm hanging on you, but <laughs> hey, you know you, what I'm Have you ever tried, Nate Laws? Have you ever tried to do that yes, move? I haven't tried. And we'll see. see you don't know. I, I you don't know. Nothing. But see, he's respectful. Like, yeah. if he see me, he ain't going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I'll yeah, tell you what, then. I'm, I got a show coming up, you know. <laughs> if you're not on it, I'm going to do it. You know I'll do it, man. Send me the video. I'm like, yeah, look at yeah. that law. Either you're going to say yeah or you're going to be like, oh, yeah, brother, don't do that no more. You try. <laughs> and you feel let's get, let's get a little. Let's get a little, little controversial. Do you feel like being an African-American wrestling has held you back or propelled you in any way? Or have not, you even seen a difference? No, it, I am it, thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, and I've, like I said, I've been in this for four years. And I just want to say, I said African American. I usually just say, "Hey, being a black dude," you know what I'm saying. I usually have no political correctness to me, but I got, I got proper in that moment. <laughs> I got proper. Um, I can say, man, I don't. In the four years, no. But the thing is, is you would never know because there are some shows. Maybe somebody don't want to. Don't want to put you on there because you're black. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. that doesn't also could be. I would never know that. I just yeah. never worked on the show. But also, it could also be that sometimes things is marketing. If if we have on the show, if we have five lucha guys and this other lucha guy is trying to get on, and it's like, you know, we kind of feel that thing. So sometimes it's not always about yeah. necessarily race. It's about marketing, and it is mm-hmm. a business too. But as of no, I don't feel like it. Especially nowadays, I think is is getting out. I do think there's still. There still needs to be that um, those, those guys coming up, and I think Apollo Cruz is kind of is 
in that point to where he's not really seen as a, you know, like you got the New Day dancing, yeah. like, which is you know, which is fine. <laughs> what you trying to say? Yeah. But you got New yeah. Day dancing. People associate that with, and you then you got like R Truth. He comes out, and then you have yeah. like the different things. But I think Apollo Cruz is really just a character. He hasn't been yeah. associated with any of that. Of like stereotypes. Uh, of any stereotypes, yeah. and I think there's still it's still going to take like when, like Ginger Mahal. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people need the in Nakamura. That's a big deal yeah, because yeah. now you have see see in, with Nakamura. I, I don't think there's no way like he's a Japanese like there's no way he doesn't really. I mean he doesn't really I guess follow stereotypes and come out with the flag. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Fuji's not really pulling. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I like, guess if people want to say his song, but then you can't. But like, his song's that's not, not but, really. That's his song's better to the bone. It, yeah. No, no, it's good. But some yeah. people are like well maybe like a Japanese. But it's like but he. It, you can't deny who somebody like. Yeah, it's not like it's, it's weird to me because yeah. it's like if, if you see a boxer and he comes out and says, "Oh, they got I, that Mexico fighting pride," they're gonna come out with that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not. Another, it's not a thing. I like, uh, and I do like, like the Usos, man. I, I like, I like oh, they got away man. from their other gimmick, but yes. they're when they did the what's it called the yeah the the know, war dance the war dance yeah. you know but that make and it makes I loved it yeah. I loved it and like you I know? said like Nakamura and Jim Hall I think it's cool because now we're we're gonna get people from I think. You were reading out people who would probably be great wrestlers, but they're that race. They're 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 Indian or they're they're uh, yeah. Japanese or they're Asian, and they're like, oh man, we can't never really make it. Like we can't make it to WWE, so why do I want to? But now they see that and they're like, yeah. oh man, hey, he's doing it. He looked like me. He's doing it. He's looking yeah, like me. Uh, when I saw Booker on TV and Stevie Ray, hey, they look like me. You mm-hmm. know, so it, it it gives them that. So I'm happy about that. I'm and, proud and the reason I ask, I mean, do you guys feel y'all both being. Being African Americans, that that um, there's a drought. Of you mean you're not African American? I not, thought we all three. Were I'm kind of coconutty. Oh, I'm, brown, yeah, I'm brown on the yeah, outside, yeah. a lot of white on the inside. Sure. He I'm got, Mexican. He got flow though. I got some flow, bro. Some Give flow. me that mic. Well, Give me that mic. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm Mexican. I just don't like doing yard work or hot sauce. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think a lot of people don't. Uh, and so I. Um, but no, so do y'all feel like there's been a drought, and you feel like that's changing either in the professional circuit or the independent circuit, or I feel like in the, in the um, PC world it has to change. Eventually, it, w- mm-hmm. it will change eventually, and like I said, I think the movie's gearing towards that way because you can see all these different nationalities coming in, mm-hmm. and, and they still kind of have a little bit of the you know the Jim Hall is still like you don't like me because my race. There's still a little yeah, yeah. bit of that, mm-hmm. but not nearly as much as it would have been ten years ago. You G- know, Jim Hall is like um, he's about to blow up, just like. Yeah. <laughs> but have you seen the guys workout man that dude workout hey, man, he work, bro I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie when I I, I, I was being all uh, hypocritical or, or judging him the first one I saw him come back I was like that dude's on roll there's no way because you forget how long you hadn't seen him so to me it was like oh he just left but mm-hmm. it was so long mm-hmm. that he left it like he had time to get in that build you know and I saw him a little bit on the indie circuit and I was like mm, but then I saw his work workout regimen and I was like okay my and, bad gender and you even know. people you know the thing that's the thing I never understood yeah. um, but you know I'm, I've been in the gym you know you've been is that when you he was talking to Nate by the way he, he wasn't talking to me <laughs> <laughs> um, even if you you even if a person were to take enhancement, people need to understand the word enhancement, not magical. Right. You can take anything in this world, and, and if you don't do the work ethic behind it, you're not going to get nowhere. So no matter what. Thank you. Yeah. Thank no, you. Is, there's no magical pill. There is nothing. And people will sit down and they'll, they'll, they'll criticize those who do that. And, uh, and I don't do it. It's not my style. You know, I yeah. wouldn't, I don't, I never say never, but I'm 90, 95%, 99% sure I wouldn't. It's just nothing like mm-hmm. I said I'm going to do, but you never, you never say never. Mm-hmm. But the people who've done it, 
you you still got to go in and and put the work for yeah. to it. And people will criticize that, but it's like you, they're still in the gym. They're still doing the work necessary to keep that up. So it's not easy. They're still eating right. And you can't just eat whatever. They're still on a good diet. And that's the hardest thing about any workout regimen is the diet. So I think it's just one of those things that where people can look at and because it's it's a, it's a scapegoat. It's way out for them. There's something for them to blame so they can, not, they can be a hater pretty much. They can just be like, oh, but he do this. So that's not. So while you're on that kick, you're being inspirational. I like your vibe right now. I like what's coming out. Is there any words to guys that are maybe still in training process, haven't made it to the shows yet, even the even some of the, the, the um, guys at Row that are still attending the training aspect? You got any words of encouragement, any inspiration for them, Mr. I mean, Terrell Tempo? Just stay with it, man. You get out what you put into it, and that is not – that is with life and that is with rest, pro wrestling is life if you're in it for long enough, right? Right. Um, but just stay with it and you got to want it. I think you get – there's distractions. There's points where, you know, oh, I got I, I can't make it to there because I did this. But I've known people – I moved, you know, eight hours to, to go to a wrestling school. You know, I don't, I don't see my family a lot. I get to go home like not once, twice a year and go really see them and do stuff with them. You got to be ready to give that up. You got to be ready to, to this is what it has to be about. If you really want to make it, focus on that. Watch tape, listen. Don't think you know anything. Be prepared to take criticism. Uh, where I went with Rudy is we did something dumb. Get out the ring. He laughed at us. That you that was so stupid. Are you for real? And it and at first you know some people get mad, but then when you we start to every time we mess up or if something was bad or somebody just did something, we start laughing. You know, and we can make fun of you. And then now when we get out to the ring, if somebody messes up, then a crowd tell you, well, that's the person in the crowd. You know, like you used yeah. to it by that point. You, you, uh, you know, you built to it. You got some armor on you. You know, you got some, you hear it before. So I would say just stay with it. Stay focused. Watch film. Be different. Don't see what you see on TV and, and emulate stuff. Be different. And if you do, that's fine because there's a way to, to still, to take stuff. Um, but make it your own. Like we said about Ric Flair. And it's just stay focused, stay hard in the game, and work on all aspects of it. You know, and save up. If you're really looking at getting into this, do some research. You see how much a school costs. See how much gear costs. Don't get ahead of yourself thinking about the gear before the training and stuff is done. But don't go into any situation, you know, unprepared. That that's my main. Right, so you're working at Reality of Wrestling. Um, you are. Um, it, and for us, man, the whole reason we started Chop the Chest Radio is we were going to these shows, just loving being a part of that community. Um, we like to call ourselves just a love letter to independent wrestling, to local wrestling. That's kind of our vibe, man. Um, who, who are you excited about getting in the ring with over at Reality of Wrestling? Just so maybe there's out there listeners, people who've never gone to, to row. I want them to start knowing these these characters as household names, man, you know, um, so... The people I haven't got in there. Well, I was asked this question the other day too. Uh, in the row, uh, Rob, excuse me, Rob Barnes, um, Mysterious Q. And when I say I haven't gotten the ring with, I mean one on one because I've been right. in some with some of these guys. I've been in like multiple men matches, well, but I don't count. I, I when you say getting the ring with, you mean like one on one? Well, no, I mean who are you excited about when you are in the ring with them, or you love wrestling, or you make me, yeah, maybe you're right. with um, Rex Andrews, I think. It, is a totally different game player and you have to be on top of your game to get in there with somebody like a Rex Andrews. Uh, so I think when I get, when I get in there with, with him in the past, when we got in there a couple of times, it was like, okay, this is the guy, this is the, uh, you know, he's, he's the badass of the row, you know, and that's how yeah. people see him. And it's like, okay, like this is, this is, he's a, up. he's a chop to the chest 
radio alum that we never aired his podcast. Oh, we, we recorded, and then we were getting close to the point where we lost our spot to record and blah blah blah, and things just went wherever. And that's when we kind of took our hiatus, and I'm still sitting on it. So I ran so him the other day. I know he was all like. Man, this dude never put on my podcast. I know. So uh, then he put me in an arm bar and I oh, tapped man, and I had yeah. to put his podcast out. So is Rex it, Andrews, the lost tapes is oh. coming. <laughs> the lost interview. I think he's going to beat me out, right? So he's, uh, no, yours will be out first. And then I told him, I told him in, in, a, in a return <laughs> favor that we'd give him a Rex Andrews month. So we're going to try to put out two podcasts a month this round and uh, he's going to have both. He's going to have his old tape come out and then we're going to interview him for a Oh, that's nice. So Rex Andrews month at to the chest radio, it's y'all be on the lookout. Nah, nah, you just that. want to save your arm. That's I do. What it is. I do. That you man be tearing that stuff up. Had your wrist. Like, okay, all right. This is what we're gonna do. Man. This <laughs> what we're gonna do. So, um, yeah, Rex Andrews, man, awesome, awesome. Other than that, what's it like being that role, being under Booker T, being under um, man? It is. It is crazy, man. It, it, it's crazy in the sense of it's great. Everything is organized. Everything you you know from you and, and uh, you've been you've been in the back before and you see how things are run and you've seen how show days are. Nowhere else do you go and it's that professional. Like it's just nothing. And then you got it's TV and it's you have great people back there. You have Booker T. You have is, so is, is real like your number one hub? Like that's where you're kind of out of or you... It, what do you mean? Man? Like, can my you say favorite, no, favorite no, 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 your favorite, at, like, or, uh, you your main place to work at, I guess, or, or is uh, it? I got, so, you, you know, the, the, I wouldn't say my main. Watch how you answer, dude. Yeah. No, no, no. Let's get serious, bro. I work for TW, which is Rudy's promotion every month, too, and I do Inspire in Austin as well. So I do those regularly, too. So I would say those are my main three. If you want to go San Antonio, Austin, and then in Houston, Texas, you know, those are my main three. So it's one of my main three. So you don't live in Houston? No, I'm living in San Antonio. San Antonio right now. Okay, so that you train mostly there when you get in the ring mm-hmm. and do that. Okay, but oh, sorry, I mean to interrupt you. So working, working at Rome. No, it's just man. Like I said, it's just different. It's organized. It's it could be organized chaos, but that's still like in like Indies. And if you've been to it, like the Indie show, and I'm not putting it down. It's just there's some places just not as organized, and some places are. And this is one of the places that's the. I think it's the best to be around because you have so much knowledge and right. so much people, and it's TV. It's a different style. The Indies is Indies, and TV is TV. It's two different things, yeah. and people don't understand that. And you can be great on the Indies and not be so good when it comes to TV if you don't know what you're doing, and then you can be great on TV but not so good at the Indies. So it's fun for me to get to do both, live both both, uh, both worlds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because a lot of people can't say that. A lot of people can't say, I go work on a show, and it's out weekly on TV and then it comes out on YouTube on a weekly series. Yeah. It's not a lot of promotions. I and mean, we've heard that a thousand times. It's a different world. Like if, if, if you get nothing else, which is insane that you can't get nothing else out of reality of wrestling, it's like you learn to work TV um, almost better anywhere else. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And that's, I mean, I'm talking about the country wise, not mm-hmm. Texas. I'm talking about like the country. There's a few of them out there See, that do TV. And, and, and that's like what that, gets me. I think, and, you know, the reason we put this podcast is to help promote those guys too, because we love it so much that it surprises me. And don't get me wrong, they have tons of people there. The, the crowds are nice, but that more people aren't just salivating about what they have. I, I just think they take it for granted because they're like, oh, yeah, they've been to road shows. And that's the only indie show they've been to. They've never <laughs> been to these shows with 20 people in the audience and, like, you're right, scared right. to hit the ropes because you're not sure if they're going to hold. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly. So um, I think uh, if you're, you know, yeah, if you're definitely in this area, you need to come out. You need to check out Trail Tempo. 
reality of wrestling, just dropping them bows, like he says, in, in the middle of the ring. Um, let me ask you this before we go. Uh, Are we heading out? No, I mean, we're just we're just wrapping up. I don't, you know, it's up to you. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're Terrell Tempo character in the ring versus Terrell Tempo human being. What, what do you feel the big difference are? There's a crowd with Terrell Tempo around. Uh, that's I don't know, man. It really, is, I think it's, it's, it's the same person. You know, yeah. everybody is themselves turned up. That's the whole yeah. thing, right? T11. Uh, T11. And that's, that's, the, that's it. Uh, no big. Yeah. I don't think there's too much big of a difference. Because, yeah, you know, some guys, like, you, they set foot in the ring and you're like, dang. <laughs> like, I didn't expect, you know, there's two different people. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I didn't know if the, the character of Terrell Tempo versus like, the, you know. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the no, I'm seeing that too. And that's crazy, and it's like this guy's not with. Oh, you know, you kind of mad at me. I don't like this guy. He's like, oh, that was. Just, oh, he was wrestling. Oh, that was. Just, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he cool. He cool. Yeah. Now, and then uh, one other thing I just wanted to say it was funny because when I was in Dallas, man, I had called uh, Booker up to see about the school and asked. You know, I'm I'm calling reality wrestling. I'm calling uh, just thinking like, okay, it's uh, might have been PWA at the time actually. And I'm calling, like, thinking, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, talk to the person who answers the phone and ask them about the stuff. And Booker T answered the phone. And it was in, uh, it was when they did the WrestleMania in Florida when, uh, what is that, Rock and uh, Cena. Yeah, yeah. 28? Was it the first one or the second one? First one. First one. Yeah. Uh, and they were in Florida for his rock contact. Mm-hmm. And then Book picked up the phone. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, did, this did is Did he say, hey, I this is a, Booker, you just knew his voice? No, no, he said, yeah, this is Booker, man. And this, I thought it was, then he actually said it. And this is before I did anything in wrestling at all. Like, this is before any training. This is before, so I'm still an outsider. And I answered, the, I, answered I was like, oh, oh, man. It's, I'm a little starstruck. He's like, you all right, man. What's up? What you, <laughs> what you need to know? And I was like, I'm just asking about the price into the school and everything like that. And he, he gave me the format. He's like, yeah, I'm in Florida right now, but come down. I'm here these days. We'll talk to you, see what we can do, set you up or whatever. And I was like, all right, well, cool. And, uh, you know, I did come to school, but it was closed one day, and like I didn't look at the schedule right, and that was on me. It was closed, and I was like, "Man, I came to Houston, and you know." So, uh, just that—that that was like three. That you know, was had to be now. Had to be about five years ago. Before so, what'd you do when it was closed? You just hung out, or no, no, no? I mean, I just because I was in Houston. We were doing stuff in Houston all day too, so we just yeah. went on to the next thing. But I got—I looked in the thing, I seen the weights, and I seen this picture. And I was like, oh man, like this is. Like you kind of see his office too in the in the thing. I wasn't like creeping or nothing. But hey, I wasn't with you, bro. And I was yeah, like, that was creeping. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, that's pretty cool. Uh, so, you know, and it, it was crazy, right? So fast forward, uh, I ended up going to TWA, and both schools was on my top because they're both to me were number one schools to go to, and boom, 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 and then I end up finally, you know, doing a show with Row. I did the show row, and then uh, I go to Philadelphia. We go to Philadelphia to do a uh, House of Hardcore show. Like, I, I, I wasn't... My um, heart just skipped a beat. <laughs> I wasn't... Uh, we possibly could have been on the card or not, you know. Yeah. But we, if it's a possibility, Rudy's like, go. If it's a possibility. So we went to Philadelphia, and we went down there, and Book was there signing autographs. This is after I've been on... It just had aired. Uh, the match just had aired. My first, you know, mm-hmm. well, it was my second match, but it was with Gino. On the reality wrestling just had air the next night. So but obviously I'm pretty sure Booker had seen it because he sees everything before it goes out. So I walk up to Book and this is the first like I met him backstage a couple times at the E, but like and talked a little bit, but I hadn't seen him since I worked for Reality Wrestling. <clears throat> so I see him and I shake his hand or whatever. He's like, Oh hey, yeah, yeah, man, uh, check it out. He's like, Well, that's what's going on. He was busy, so I just hollered at him and left real quick. So after that, whatever, fast forward, a couple weeks later, I'm in the ring training. And then my phone goes off, but I'm training. I'll get it later, you know. 
And I go down and then I see it's a missed call from Booker T. Because I got, got his number through because when we came up here, he did like radio interview or whatever. And then there was a text message saying, uh, give me a call when you get a chance. And that's when I like kind of stopped and I was like, I just got a missed call from <laughs> And then I go back to when I called him. And now four years later, I had a missed call from him. But I had called. And it was just like, man, that was, you know, that to me, I was like, that's just a crazy story to me. But yeah. But that, that's yeah. cool. It's like full circle. You know what I'm saying? Circle. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, in, in wrestling, when I first started, there were guys like on the uh, were the main event. No disrespect to them. Like a few years later, they're was on the downslope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, wrestling is a revolving door. Sometimes you're the opening match. Sometimes you're the main event. Sometimes you're semi. Sometimes you're in the middle. It's something like that. So <clears throat> when I think about the uh, card placement, a lot of people, oh, man, I'm curtain jerking, you know, or, or, oh, man, I should be in the main event. Just give it time, man. It happens. A lot of guys really don't understand how that works because, um, to me, it's about being on the show. Yeah. Put me wherever you want. I'm Team four, player. nine, ten. Right. Get it, no matter you where you're at, baby. Help make the card. I think that's a great thing reality wrestling does. I think I think it's a great it's a great place to start to. I think it's a great place for people to be because then you understand that some things ain't always about you. You'll get your turn. Oh yeah, but yeah. it's about the show it's first. About it's show. about the uh, the show. It's just about the show. It's not about you sometimes. And sometimes people feel like, well, I'm in this, I'm in that, but it, it's not about you. And sometimes it, sometimes it's also it's a business decision. Mm-hmm. This guy's getting more, you know it. Hey, that's who they like. That's who they like. You Go know, back but, to the drawing board, work on your stuff, then come back. Yeah, it's a competition. Get there. But then if you can also help people get to where they need to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's also, this person's doing this. You got to help them. It's all a big uh, system. It's a team effort, like you said. And mm-hmm. then that's what it is. And that's cool to me to know, like, you don't got to be selfish. If you do it for the show, everything's going to come out all right. You'll get your turn if you put in the work. And if you and nothing's guaranteed. But mm-hmm. if you put in the work and you do your thing, you will get opportunities oh, yeah. that you didn't, that you won't have if you don't. You know, you ain't got time to be complaining. Get mm-hmm. better. That's it. So you said you've been backstage at WWE events a mm-hmm. few times. How, how's that? How's just being back there? I mean, it's just a, you just get to see how it goes on. You know, you don't really you don't get in the way of anything. You just yeah. get to see what's going on and. And this is did you get to come out like a run out like our security? Were you or security? Uh, was that security at one? T- I was a rosebud before. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why yeah. Are you laughing? I'm excited. Nate's no, laughing. No, 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 I'm laughing because his his career as a rosebud probably longer than Adam Rose's thing. Dang, oh. dang, this man, this man. <laughs> you shoot. No, no, oh, my man. man. I'm, I love, I love it. You know, I'm about that life. You shoot. Um, yeah, man. that's cool, man. So what, what work did you? What you dress? What you have to dress as? One time, I think I was uh, I was fries. And then <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. And then, so, what uh, were you thinking? Like, you put the fries on. What was, was your, your carbs? Yeah. So, <laughs> what was your thought <laughs> process? Well, I'm some burnt fries. I just like I don't know. It's just it's like you're like I'm, I mean, it's hard to be like I finally made it in a right. fry outfit. You know I'm what I'm fry. saying? It's like uh, you're gonna be on the show. Put this on. Like, <laughs> don't put this on. Yeah, uh, one time I was uh, Dracula, but uh, <laughs> Mark Henry saw me. I was like, hey, Black and Love, nice Drac. <laughs> All right, man, whatever. You know? right, right. Uh, but that, a couple of times. So, yeah, those those two things. Yeah. Uh, 
have you have you been in the ring and this is um you know we started a new section on chop the chest i just made up and call it name dropping baby have you ever been in the ring with guys you grew up watching just heroes in the ring or or guys you're like man i can't believe i'm wrestling this guy right now recently um on a little jesse Sorensen, i watched him on tna for a little bit when i was coming up and then i got to wrestle him and that was that was cool uh also um lucha underground was in austin and it was their first live show and so I don't know if you remember that, but they were in Austin not too long ago. They, get, they come to Houston after that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Austin yeah. and Houston. Yeah, so yeah. So, uh, Houston and that show. building was crazy and people – When you know, say you were at a show, that means you were probably – I was at the show like I paid a ticket and was right. watching, but uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was, I was free. Was it was back. actually a free show. Right, right. right. I yeah. was back and um, we uh, – I was, you know, I had to be – we were um, – what do they call it? You know, the people in the blue suits that keep the crazy people contained? <laughs> Well, Van Vampir- handlers, yeah. Vampiro was a little crazy, and you know, I was handling that night with me and my boy, and we, we, you know, had to get Vampiro out of the ring. Didn't pan out too well for uh, us, but okay. uh, yeah, yeah, got uh, kicked in the nuts and choked by Vampiro. So that was like, yeah, that's pretty okay. Cool. Yeah, you know, right. And then lately, uh, lately, I just had a match with Carlito not too long. That's awesome. So that was to me, I was like, oh man, like that's. So you grow up watching, you know, yeah. get in trouble listening. Did you get, you get Apple spin on you? I ducked. Awesome. I do my research, baby. I was like, I don't you, go in nowhere unprepared, right? <laughs> you yeah, ready. I was ready. You ain't taking the Apple from I, Carlito? Look up the, the uh, sign of look up the, the video though. Terrell Tempo versus okay. Carlito. It's on YouTube, like the last right. five minutes of it, and you can see, you can see. Right. Maybe I ducked, maybe I didn't. I don't remember now. You gotta go and check it out. Right, right. I like that. Yeah. Get views what what he do? What really happened? And I like that. A little teaser. Yeah. Did he ever really miss when he got the Apple? No. Now, question, question. Now, the people trying to get a hold of you, trying to follow Terrell Tempo, see where he is, what he's doing, let them know your social media stuff. But I'd say mind your business. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> see, you lost by 30 days. <laughs> well, I'm going to mind my business. Well, all right. He just walked out. Now, don't walk out on me. Hold up. Hold up. Come back home. Grandma's smacking uh, the lips right now. Oh, really, Tempo? Mm. The, um, my... My Facebook and my Instagram is the same, T-E-R-R-A-L-E-T-E-M-P-O. That's my Facebook and my Instagram. My Twitter is uh, Tempo Terrell. It's just reversed. It's T-E-M-P-O-T-E-R-R-A-L-E. And my Snapchat is T-E-R-R-A-L-E-T-E-M-P-O. So you can hit me up on everything, man. Very social. That's cool. Man. Awesome, awesome. Look, keep, it, I, keep it easy, you know. So, it's so all, grandma finna right. hit you up right now. Oh, really? Is mama business? I finna mind it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. probably. In, any last words to the listeners from Mr. Terrell Tempo? Oh, man. Just uh, thank you for the support. You know, even if you don't like me coming out and supporting indie wrestling is the big thing. And and that is always cool, coming out and supporting and and go if you've never been. If you're a big wrestling fan and you've never been to one, you, the experience is different than... Even if you go to a WWE show compared to an indie show, the experience is different. Uh, just keep supporting the indies, man. Keep supporting us. We, I appreciate it. Uh, all my fans out there, I appreciate it. I really do. Part of Team Tempo. You know, that's what people were saying, so I'm rocking with that name. Oh, Team right Tempo, now. I like it. So, uh, no, man, that, that's pretty much it. Thank you for your support, and thank you all for having me on. Man. Is there anything else that y'all wanted to ask? I feel like I'm going to knock these questions out. You got something big, Nate. You've been you were kind of quiet this show. I just steal the show. You know what I'm saying? I don't shut up. <laughs> no, no, you get now. Um, just uh, you know, uh, talking to Terrell. You know, just uh, that, that's my boy right there. Represent. Uh, you know, just uh, this conversation. You know, uh, the positivity that he has. You know, the optimism he has. It's uh, something that uh, is a uh, 
hard to come by, you know, a lot, you know. So I really appreciate your positivity, your motivation, you know, uh, seeing you in the ring doing everything that you do. It's, it's, it really is uh, is uplifting, you know, continue doing that, man. Just you. wish you all the best in everything that you're doing, man. Just keep, continue doing it. And, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I see you in the ring. Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. Oh, let's, I mean, I'm going to flip it a little bit. I mean, we're t- we've been talking. If you if you tuned into our last season of Chopped Up Chess Radio, we talked a lot about getting Nate Laws to row. And we can actually say that those those doors have been opened. Yes. And he's doing a little work with Reality Wrestling. But not only that, this man has been shedding the pounds, putting work in the gym. If you're not following Nate Laws on any kind of social media circuit facebook he's bound we're on a we're on the radio show you can't even see him but it's implied so uh so you know i mean mm. man my boy's putting the work i want to give him props out there so i mean he is wrestling all over this area so it's not just reality wrestling which we're, we're open you know to hear that 409 theme song hit that hit those speakers pretty soon but mm. uh but you know you got hurricane pro Mm-hmm. You have uh, uh, Lucha VIP. Mm-hmm. You have Texas All Star, and I'm Lucha not mentioning. What you Lucha doing at Lucha VIP? He's all, all over the place, man. You just throwing people around. He's all over the place. I don't mention just for hey. Nate Laws. I say this because if you're in Houston, Texas, there is a local show somewhere near you. Get off your seat, turn off that TV, <laughs> and get to live. Um, independent wrestling, man. It'll change. It'll change your love and passion for wrestling. It just will. So get into all that. And I'm going to close it out. We're here with Mr. Terrell Tempo, just a high flying, elbow dropping, exciting, over the top rope jumping man. Oh, this man. Oh, stop right now. Yeah. Stop right. I got to stop right Go now. Ahead. Before we cut out, before we cut out, I got to show much respect to my boy. I'm Terrell. To put him over. He, he has all. Over. He has the Black Power pick. In, in here, hey, it's it's. I mean, he has love where you come from. Love yeah, your hey, hey, respect. 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 My favorite thing is that it's in a mohawk. You got like like yeah. a mohawk frohawk. dog, frohawk. a little frohawk. 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 You know, yeah. that's yeah. good. I've never yeah. called it that, but I'm that's the only I'm going to call it from now on. The frohawks. You said something, and I, yeah. I get on people for this. Is, yeah, but you say high flying. I'm going to give you a fun fact about tempo. Yeah. Okay. Never done a dive, never hit a move off the top rope. Well, no, I just meant well, jumping over over uh, when you come in the right, 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 right. I feel you. No, no, okay. For me, bro, I'm 5'6". If, if they miss, if they yeah. miss, yeah. not yeah. you. I, I'm 5'6". You, you get over that top rope, I'm impressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's like, I'll so, up there and match over. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, yeah, man. So, why don't you dive? Man, actually, that all goes back to seeing a lot of people doing all, like, yeah. dives and things like that. I remember when I got in, I was like, man, I can't wait to do dives. I can't wait this i can't wait to do that and then i was like everybody does that yeah and i was like you know what if i don't do that i'll stick out more or if i don't do that my yeah. matches stick out more and if i don't like, do that i'll add life onto my career that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what i was going to do but if i don't do that and people should remember that yeah if i can get the same reaction yeah. without doing that that's to me that's how that's people, i'm looking and, to be and, doing you, this you know i was doing 20, the whole, you know what i mean the, i don't know how long but I'm doing this for the long haul. Right. Um, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with, you know, doing that. If you want to do it, that's fine. But for me to get, sometimes I look on indie shows when there's no pads out there, just got concrete. Mm, and yeah. people doing dives, I'm like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. hey, like that's, that's, that's some, uh, you know, they, they love what they do. You should yeah. make a shirt that says no dives needed drill tempo. No. Boom. Boom. <laughs> you said no? Uh, no. Nah. 
there'll be a time for that. Time. Yeah. There'll be a time for that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's marketing the, out. With uh, Randy Orton, what he said, it's a little tender right yeah, now. Too, talking about too dive, a little too soon. Now's the time. Soon. <laughs> I dive in. But, but uh, speaking of tender, you said I've seen this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's swiping. He's swiping over here. Um, yeah, man, but no, in all honesty, you know, I was trying to put him over Rick Flair style, but Nick cut me off, so he messed up my go, vibe. Go back to but, it. Man. But you can do it. Uh, Troll Tempo, man, not just because you're sitting here, ever since I've seen you in the ring, one of the most exciting athletes we've seen in a long time. Um, and I, it's almost like hard to call you an independent wrestler, man. If, if there's very few people I see and I'm like, they're, they're it, they're going to make it like, and so I'm not a prophet. I'm not anything, but man, you have the look, you have the vibe, you have the skills. And so just promise me when you do make it to WWE, maybe you can come back and give us another interview. Oh man. Yes. I, I, I will never forget. You know, you never know where you end up, but yeah, you know who you met before, so you don't know. Come on, man. If you guys have never checked out a Terrell Tempo match, get off your butts, get to his show. For now, we'll let it slide and let you turn on YouTube and find Mr. Terrell Tempo. Um, see his matches. You will not be disappointed. Mr. Nate, anything before we go? Uh, you know how I do. Always, like my boy Terrell says, support indie wrestling no matter where you are, who you are, or who you be. Support independent wrestling. Man, we, we love it. We need it. We want more of it. Anywhere that you go, uh, matter of fact, uh, I will be in Beaumont, Texas on the 15th representing Hurricane Pro Riot is going on and popping. Full nine will definitely be in the building. Hurricane. Hopefully, my boy Chevy will be able to join me. Yeah. Hurricane, Hurricane. Uh, there you go, Slurricane, baby. Uh, <laughs> so where, where can they find you besides realityofwrestling.com, brother? Where will they find you your next wrestling show? My next wrestling show, man, I'm horrible because I don't even know. San Antonio, Texas Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, you want me to get – you're going to put me on the spot like that. Yeah, you know? yeah give, give me the deets, we got, baby. We got Google, bro. Just say the name. They can Google that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's <laughs> next? Savage. Yeah, I do. I do have the Texas Wrestling Entertainment on the 15th and 16th. That will be in San Antonio, guys, and I'll put that out. Now you have no excuse to not catch a Terrell Temple match because I didn't gave you all my social media. You I gave, gave you everything. So now I'm going to post it on all of them, too. So hopefully I'll see you all out there, man. And just keep rocking with me. And also, once again, thank you for chopping to the chest. I really appreciate it, guys. No problem. It's your boy, Chevy Chavre, the excellence of podcast execution with my man, Mr. 409 himself, Nate Laws, and the exciting Terrell Tempo right here at Shop to the Chest Radio, baby. Woo! We out.